This is an audio version of a printed document. Scotland's Strategic Framework Update, 22nd February 2022. Overview. We hope that the COVID-19 epidemic will now move into a calmer phase and on a path to the virus becoming endemic, made possible by the progress on vaccination and in new treatments, which have both helped reduce the severity of the impact of the virus. COVID-19 remains a threat, but we are hopeful that this threat will continue to reduce as we head into the spring and summer future strategy. We expect to be able to rely much more on the beneficial impact of immunity, on the increasing availability of effective treatments, and on routine adaptations to behaviours and physical environments to render the use of legal measures at best unnecessary and, at worst, limited and temporary. In light of the current state of the epidemic and our consideration of future potential scenarios, we judge that the strategic intent guiding our COVID-19 response should be changed to reflect the calmer phase of the pandemic that we are hopefully now in. To manage COVID-19 effectively, primarily through adaptations and health measures that strengthen our resilience and recovery as we rebuild for a better future. We expect to be less focused on suppressing case numbers than in the past and more on reducing harm. The revised strategic intent also recognises that responsibility for the management of COVID-19 is shared by central and local government, wider public services, businesses, the third sector, communities and individuals. We all have a part to play in remaining vigilant for COVID-19 infections, in adapting how we live, work and interact to reduce harm, and in building greater resilience against potential acute phases of the virus in the future. Health measures that strengthen our resilience will continue to be a vital aspect of our approach to managing COVID-19 effectively, and we will continue to invest in our public health capacity and capabilities to support greater resilience in the health and social care system. We will also continue to maintain and develop a proportionate testing capability to support public health decision-making, population health and treatment of those who will benefit from it. For those who become infected and subsequently require treatment, there is now a range of therapeutics that can lower the risk of serious illness or death. We must build a stronger, infection-resilient society, and there will be an ongoing ask of the public and organisations to take responsibility for their safety. This includes embedding many of the protective behaviours we have become so familiar with over the past two years into our daily lives and business operations. In terms of adapting where and how we work, live and access services, it will be essential for us to work together to make buildings and settings safer. We expect there to be future outbreaks or resurgences of the virus. 
These will occur at an institutional, local or national level. Guidance on the management of public health incidents will be updated and we will develop with partners a new framework of modelling, data and analysis to support the future monitoring and surveillance of COVID-19. This will help us determine when and how we need to respond. In order to maintain the ability to respond effectively to the future threats that the virus may pose, we will ensure that necessary legislation is kept up to date. Having this legislation in place does not mean that it will be deployed, but it does mean that it will be ready should it be required. We must continue to consider the needs of everyone in society in developing future adaptations, mitigations and protective measures. The pandemic has exacerbated inequalities, poverty and disadvantage, and there is clear evidence that harm has been felt unevenly, including by people and communities who were already experiencing poorer outcomes. We need to ensure that everyone can live their lives with greater normality as we open up society and learn to live with COVID-19. We cannot let it become established as a disease of the poor, disadvantaged or clinically high risk. Plans, procedures and protocols to help Scotland prepare for infectious threats are in place alongside the legislative mechanisms that underpin how infectious hazards are managed when they occur in Scotland. As new variants emerge, we now have the capability to generate much of the data and analysis we need within Public Health Scotland and the Scottish Government. Our COVID-19 response strategy is illustrated below. Current position. COVID-19 remains a threat and its future uncertain, but we may be entering a calmer phase of the pandemic. We all want greater stability and confidence to plan ahead and to recover and move on. We have the tools and knowledge that enable us to manage COVID-19 effectively. We aim to reduce both the risk of infection and the impact of disease. People are better protected from COVID-19 through vaccination, with advances in both vaccine technology and take-up. Effective testing and broader surveillance enable effective public health responses, e.g. isolation, outbreak management, variant identification. People are treated effectively for COVID-19 and long COVID. Outbreaks and future threats are managed effectively at institutional, local and national levels through proportionate guidance and regulations as necessary, with clarity on what people and organisations need to do. People and organisations are informed and able to adapt their behaviours and physical environments to reduce transmission of the virus. Internationally, the threat of COVID-19 is managed. People at higher risk from COVID-19 are supported and health inequalities more broadly are reduced. Broader harms are mitigated and recovery and transformation of public services and the broader economy and society is supported. Future State 
COVID-19 is effectively managed with health harms reduced to societally tolerable levels and with any outbreaks managed with minimal disruption. People and organisations have greater stability and confidence to plan ahead and life feels much more normal again. Public services have recovered and improved. The economy and broader society are flourishing, with opportunities for all. Delivering our approach We set out below our plans for managing COVID-19 effectively going forwards. Vaccination Vaccination remains a critical component in our response to COVID-19, with the World Health Organization reporting that, up to November 2021, vaccination in Scotland was likely to have prevented over 27,000 deaths from COVID-19. The printed version of this document contains a hyperlink https colon forward slash forward slash www.eurosurveillance.org forward slash content forward slash 10.2807 forward slash 1560-7917.es.2021 dot two six dot four seven dot two one zero one zero two one We are now working on the delivery plan to offer vaccination to all five to eleven year olds, following recent advice from the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunization, JCVI and will be shortly offering an additional booster to all adults aged 75 or over, care home residents, and anyone aged 12 or over who is immunosuppressed. We also have a planning assumption that there will be a continued need for vaccinations in response to COVID-19 in 2022-23 and beyond, and we are therefore preparing for a continued need for some level of ongoing booster vaccination activity, particularly for those at highest risk. We are developing surge vaccination plans that could be rapidly deployed if required. In addition, a core element of activity and planning is to ensure that there is a sustainable model for the delivery of COVID-19 vaccines alongside existing vaccination and immunisation programmes in Scotland. We are also increasing our efforts to ensure the vaccination programme reaches everyone and is fully inclusive with a range of outreach activities and partnerships with community and third sector organisations to engage with underrepresented groups. Testing and surveillance Our approach to testing and to tracing and isolation will continue to adapt as pandemic conditions change. The role of test and protect in our range of interventions will adapt to be proportionate to the requirements of future phases and in alignment with our updated strategic intent. As part of a careful and phased transition, our test and protect approach will focus on the following key priorities. 
protect the most vulnerable and those at highest clinical risk, a core priority throughout the pandemic. Support patient care. Monitor disease prevalence. Respond to outbreaks and scale as required for future health threats. As we move through spring 2022 and into the summer, our priorities will move away from the current routine asymptomatic testing programmes towards ensuring continuing and sufficiently rapid access to testing for those who require clinical care or would benefit from new and emerging treatments, a continued focus on protecting those at highest clinical risk, maintaining sufficiently robust surveillance, including genomic sequencing, to detect emerging issues early enough for effective response, continuing to support local responses in communities where there is enduring transmission, and supporting outbreak management and mitigation in particularly high-risk settings, with the ability to scale our response as required to address threat levels in the future. We will publish a detailed transition plan in March 2022, setting out updated plans for test and protect for the endemic phase and how we will manage the transition from the current position to that end steady state. This will confirm the duration of the transition beyond the end of March. In the meantime, we will continue to provide access to PCR and lateral flow testing on the same basis for the general population as now, subject to the changes in advice on frequency of lateral flow testing. We are, however, evolving our population level asymptomatic testing approach from the current advice to test on every occasion before mixing with others, back to advice to test at least twice weekly and, in particular, before mixing in crowded places or with anyone who is clinically vulnerable through age or other health conditions. We still advise those with symptoms to book a PCR test and we continue to advise anyone who tests positive either through a PCR or a lateral flow test to stay at home for the recommended period of isolation to reduce the risk of infecting others, including those who may be clinically vulnerable. Treatment a range of new therapeutics is now well established in the management of patients who have been admitted to hospital with COVID-19, which can reduce both serious illness and deaths. We are also now offering new therapeutics which have been authorised by the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, MHRA, for use in non-hospitalised patients at higher risk of admission from COVID-19. We are also implementing commitments to improve care and support for people with long COVID-19, which are backed by a £10 million long COVID support fund. 
In addition, we have developed a long COVID information platform on NHS Inform to help people manage their symptoms and access further support where required. And we will continue to support the implementation of the UK-wide clinical guideline on the long-term effects of COVID-19. NHS National Services Division is establishing a strategic network Network, bringing together clinical experts, NHS boards and lived experience to support the ongoing development, resourcing and implementation of services for people with long COVID in Scotland. We will also focus on improving mental health and well-being and we will support those who are at higher clinical risk from COVID-19 and continue work to tackle health inequalities. Deploying protective measures when necessary. We must all continue to exercise caution and be vigilant and the Scottish Government will continue to encourage everyone to increase ventilation Wash your hands and cover your nose and mouth if coughing or sneezing. Where appropriate, do a mixture of home and office hybrid working. Get your vaccine or booster when you are eligible. Use the Protect Scotland and Check in Scotland apps. The printed version of this document contains two hyperlinks https colon forward slash forward slash protect dot scot forward slash https colon forward slash forward slash www dot check in dot scot forward slash Take a lateral flow device twice weekly, in particular before mixing in crowded places or with anyone who is clinically vulnerable. Take a PCR test if you develop COVID-19 symptoms or if test and protect ask you to. Self-isolate for the recommended period if you test positive or are asked to do so by test and protect. While most of the regulations regarding protective measures have been lifted, there are still four baseline measures that continue to be required by law at the time of the publication of this Strategic Framework Update, 22nd February 2022. You must wear a face covering in most indoor public spaces and on public transport unless an exemption applies. Hospitality businesses are required to collect and share customer information to support test and protect contact tracing. Businesses, service providers and places of worship are required to have regard to guidance about reducing risk of exposure to COVID-19 on their premises and to take reasonably practicable measures to reduce incidence and spread of COVID-19 on their premises. Large events and late-night venues must operate the COVID-19 certification scheme until 28 February 2022. See below for plans to adjust this measure.
In time, we plan to convert these legal measures to guidance, and often it will make sense for individuals and organisations to continue to adopt them where appropriate, in order to help maintain effective control of the virus. On 28 February, the legal requirement for COVID-19 certification in certain settings will end. Some premises may, however, wish to continue to require such certification to make their customers and staff feel safer. On 21 March, indicative date to be confirmed, we plan to remove the legal requirement for face coverings in indoor public places and on public transport. Again, some settings and service providers may wish to maintain face covering policies to help protect their customers and staff. Other remaining legal requirements will convert to guidance and good practice as appropriate. Following this, we plan to move to a more sustainable approach to testing, self-isolation and contact tracing as we progress through our test and protect transition plan. We anticipate moving to a position where, as with other infectious diseases, we advise people generally to stay at home if they are unwell until their symptoms resolve and they feel better. Once legal requirements are lifted, we expect that people and organisations will continue as a routine to adapt their behaviours and settings in ways that reduce the spread of the virus. We will continue working with our partners to develop and implement clear outbreak management plans with appropriate supporting legislation and guidance at institutional, local and national level so that people and organisations can understand what may be required and in what circumstances and can respond accordingly. We will be ready to respond to any increase in the threat posed by the virus, whether that comes from waning immunity, a new variant or other factors. We will apply careful judgment, taking all relevant factors into account, including the increased resilience that we expect to secure through adaptations and health measures. The table below sets out potential responses to assessed threats to provide as much clarity as possible for planning purposes, while retaining the necessary flexibility to ensure that our responses are appropriately targeted. It is important to note that not all potential threats will be uniform in their impacts and our response must take account of all relevant factors. Deciding what threat level should apply at any given time will involve both an assessment of data and the application of judgment. So too will determining what range of measures might be necessary in response. In terms of a new variant, we will be considering both its severity and its transmissibility. What we have already learned is that not all risks will have the same impacts, so we cannot have a one-size-fits-all response. For example, a new variant that is highly transmissible but of lower severity may represent less of a threat than one that is less transmissible but more severe. 
That is why setting fixed thresholds or triggers for action, e.g. a set number of cases per 100,000 population, would not be appropriate or helpful, as it would potentially result in either under- or overreaction. Judgment about the nature and likely impact of any future risks will remain key. Whenever temporary protective measures are in place above the routine response level, we will keep them under regular review, e.g. every three weeks, and maintain a close watch on relevant direct COVID, broader health, social and economic indicators, so that we are able to ease those protective measures as soon as it is appropriate to do so. We expect that our responses to future threats would generally apply across the whole of the country simultaneously. However, any application of the measures would take into account their necessity and proportionality across the different geographies of Scotland, for example, in relation to our island communities, at the relevant time. Assessed threat, low threat, Potential response categories, types of protective measure, routine measures, vigilance, preparedness and resilience, no legal measures, high immunity sustained through vaccination programme, access to effective treatments in line with clinical advice, behaviours and settings adapted to reduce spread, e.g. improved ventilation, appropriate guidance on face coverings, hybrid working when possible and appropriate encouraged, effective and responsive local outbreak management, targeted testing and surveillance ongoing, travel measures may apply, e.g. set by other countries. Protective measures would not apply in law, but may still be good practice and retained in guidance. Assessed threat, medium threat, potential response categories, types of protective measure. Baseline protective measures equals routine plus. Testing guidance in place for people when symptomatic or asymptomatic. Guidance to self-isolate when positive in place. Face coverings required in indoor public places and on public transport. Guidance on reasonable measures to reduce risk in premises. Travel measures may apply. Certification required in a narrow range of settings. Measures would be selected from this response category that were necessary and proportionate. Not all may be required at the same time. Assessed threat, high threat, potential response categories, types of protective measure, targeted protective measures equals baseline measures plus, requirement to work from home where possible, proportionate restrictions on certain higher risk settings and activities, protective measures in other higher risk settings. Guidance to reduce social contacts and increase physical distancing where possible. International travel requirements slash restrictions may apply in relation to some countries. Certification required in a wider range of settings. 
measures would be selected from this response category that were necessary and proportionate. Not all may be required at the same time. Assessed threat, e.g. variant with significant immune escape that increases disease severity. Potential response categories, types of protective measure. Extensive protective measures equals baseline and targeted measures plus potential closure or limited opening of further non-essential settings and services. Legal limits on social gatherings and events. Note, extensive protective measures will only ever be considered as a last resort in the most serious of circumstances. Supporting positive behaviours and adaptations. We want to progress from people having to adhere to a set of rules that help reduce the spread of COVID-19 towards embedding a set of positive behaviours that people and organisations voluntarily undertake because they believe they are the right thing to do. To strengthen our long-term response to this virus, future variants and possibly other viruses ahead, we will lead the way in partnership with businesses and organisations to embed proportionate protective behaviours and create a framework for improved public health responses. The Scottish Government will work with all sectors to support adaptation to enable Scotland's businesses, organisations and the public generally to be more resilient to future shocks. We will also develop business campaigns, clear and accessible Scottish Government guidance, update the compliance toolkit and support voluntary action to help customers feel safe. We will work with sectors to help identify adaptations that work for them. They will help to reduce the risk of the virus and help to keep businesses trading by reducing the likelihood that further protective measures will be required when a new threat emerges. We will also continue to strongly encourage employers to work with their employees to consider hybrid working models. The Living Safely communication strategy is under review and will be updated. The focus will be on embedding the required behaviours into our everyday lives using clear messaging to help the public understand what they can choose to do and why. Helping to manage COVID-19 internationally. While there are currently no countries on the red list of highest risk countries and territories for COVID-19, the UK Health Security Agency, UKHSA, continues to monitor international data and will escalate any concerns to the four nations. Further consideration will be given in late February slash early March to alternatives to managed quarantine service hotels for any travellers arriving from a country that is on the red list in future. The next phase of the review of international travel measures will focus on what the response should be to the identification of a future variant of the virus. This will include the definition of fully vaccinated in an international context 
and the development of a border contingency toolkit being carried out by the UKHSA. We will continue to work with our partner countries in the Global South to support their response to the pandemic. We will do this by providing COVID-19 medical supplies, assisting to ensure effective vaccine programming, collaborating to call for improvements in vaccine equity globally, and by continuing to invest funding in initiatives to support equitable access to COVID-19 vaccines in sub-Saharan African partner countries supporting people at highest risk and reducing health inequalities. We will continue to ensure people at highest risk know where to turn if they need further guidance and we will provide further advice and information to support this group and will continue to look at ways to identify and support people who may be at highest risk, taking into account potential new variants and emerging evidence. The future management of COVID-19 in care home settings will continue to build on what has been learned about the critical importance of infection prevention and control and personal protective equipment, PPE, and the benefits of vaccination. The Scottish Government is developing, throughout 2022-23, a new approach to how the public sector procures and supplies PPE in Scotland, with this coming into operation in 2023. Mitigating broader harms and supporting recovery. We will continue to work with sectors across the economy and broader society as we continue to mitigate the ongoing and accumulated harms of the crisis and as we collectively press forward with the recovery of our public services and rebuild for a better future. We know that COVID-19 has caused some in our society to experience greater harm, so we will seek to ensure that our actions do not exacerbate inequality, but improve outcomes instead. We will continue activity that is helping to support our businesses, educational settings, social care, housing, transport, justice and other public services consistent with our COVID-19 recovery strategy. Looking forward, we must all continue to do everything required to remain resilient and to keep the virus in check. Our lives will not go back to exactly as they were before COVID-19 and indeed there are some aspects of life during the pandemic that we would want to hold on to that could serve us well for the future. This approach will be consistent with our strategic intent to manage the virus effectively, primarily through adaptation and health measures as we recover and rebuild for a better future. As part of our approach, we will ensure that the guidance on what we need to do remains clear. As we look forward, we will not forget all those who have been tragically lost to this virus, nor the many struggles and sacrifices that we have endured together, and that many people and organisations continue to endure.
In particular, we must continue to support those who remain at heightened risk from COVID-19. And we will support the work of the COVID-19 Public Inquiry in Scotland alongside that of the UK Public Inquiry. We will listen to the developing lessons and research that can help us to navigate through future pandemics and other emergencies better. End of recording.